Yo, baby, what's happening? Okay. Here we go. We're going to do it. Right here. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. Now. There we go. <clears throat> Hello, my undercooked meatballs. This is your foxy boxer, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his On the Ropes podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. If you're new to the show and you're already rolling your eyes, you'd better turn off right now. This is as good as it gets. If you missed the salad days of Badger, 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 might I suggest the even more entertaining and far more appropriate mango over at WeeblesStuff.com. Like the Badger, its most wonderful feature is that as long as you keep paying the electric bill, it never has to end. The link's in the show notes. I listen for hours. Today's Sticky Sour story concerns those uncomfortable years in which our bodies experienced special changes and strange things started growing in even stranger places. Yes, I'm talking about that magical transformation that occurs when we're 130 to 140 years old, also known as second puberty. Second Puberty by Matthew Sanborn Smith. We'd had second childhoods forever, but now, through the miraculous power of life extension, we were beginning to see the next stage, second puberty. If it was merely like first puberty, it wouldn't have been that bad. We'd been through it. We knew it would come out okay. But no, this was like a super adolescence. Our voices cracked like Crystal in a Memorex commercial before falling to subsonic levels, which made the trees shake when we laughed. We became even hairier than we'd been before, and it was all on our ankles, growing like crazy until we looked like we'd just stuck our feet into two Bichon Maltesers, and just as white, too, because second puberty hit us geezers when we were ten times first puberty age. And the zits, Jesus, they were the size and hardness of coconuts. You couldn't pop them, you had to crack them open, and brother, that there's some coconut milk you do not want to drink. I had some dribble in my mouth one time. Ah, sorry, I think a little puke just came up. Our sex organs grew, but before you think this is a silver lining, I should point out that they only grew into the fourth dimension, and they were constantly bumping into people from two days ago or half an hour from now. And now you're thinking, well, at least nobody would know whose goodies they were. Think again, and twice more, because as they grew, they sprouted photo IDs, and of course, the pictures were taken on the days we had those big coconut zits. And even more, of course, you bump into people like that a few times, and the pants you wore two days ago suddenly develop big wet spots in the crotch. Everybody at the laundromat was more mortified for themselves and for you let me tell you you don't know what awkward means buddy give us those uncomfortable teenage years over this anytime instead of periods we had exclamation points excreting not only blood but muscle and bone and maybe sometimes a little piece of tupperware too and not a nice salad bowl or anything but one of those crappy popsicle makers when you did have sex with the newfangled equipment both partners would get pregnant and you'd both give birth to full-grown college students who would pop out 1200 miles away at school and then immediately drive home and move back in with you. Even though they were born with perfectly good bachelor's degrees, it was awful. Let's just say 1,200 years later when third puberty was heralded by embryonic bats flying out of people's urethras and humiliating moments of premature echolocation, we said, fuck it, we're not going through this shit again, and flushed all of our hypervitamins down the space toilet. If this story seconded your pubes, or at least rubbed you the right way, you may want to re-listen to it and other bejeweled dainties right here at the Wandcast, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Describe your own private injustices in the comments for this post, or crime and email me, and we'll gently blaspheme the mildly shocking thing that just occurred at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Or curse some other person's probably very nice mother at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com, you mother. Encode your SF signals with the closest Enigma machine and bip them across the Atlantic to SFSignal.com, which is actually 
only across the Atlantic if you live in that other hemisphere. Western rules, Eastern drools, baby. Throw windows through people's rocks with notes tied to them about how noticeably shard-free this podcast continues to be week in, week out, unlike some people's crappy granite windows. Tweet a dope sheet to your favorite animator and tell him or her to follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity and to put some diapers on those dopes, goddammit. It's disgusting. Especially when it gets in my shoe. They're fully grown men with no pants and loose sphincters. And bachelor's degrees. Chip in a few bucks for a mini earth mover so I can clean all this crap up by massaging my palpitating donate button. Give till it hurts and then keep giving until it's sort of a numb feeling. This podcast rolls in the hay trying desperately to poke you with its needle-like Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 imported license. Until the day before yesterday, this is your over-eager wet spot manufacturer, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, reminding you, don't upset the apple cart. It had a real crap day at work, and its boss, the apple market, yelled at it in front of everybody, and the last thing it needs from you is for you to start in with your shit again. Why not make dinner and give it a nice handle rub for once? You're always thinking of yourself. Good night.